Yesterday, I had the, the really wonderful opportunity to drive six hours in total to go and be at the priestly ordination of my good friend, now Father Tom Lawrence, the newest priest of Jesus Christ in the Diocese of Richmond. Um, but three hours there and three hours back for about a two-hour liturgy, suffice to say, I am a tired priest this morning. And though I am paying dearly for that drive, I have to say that it was completely worth it. It was completely worth it to go there, not only for my friend Father Tom, but because the Holy Eucharist is the most powerful thing in the world. And without ordained priests, nobody, nobody gets to have that incredible gift, that powerful gift of the Blessed Sacrament, the living body and blood of Jesus Christ, our Savior. It heals us. It nourishes us. It sanctifies us. It is a foretaste of heaven itself. It takes away the sins of the world, and it reveals to us most perfectly the love that God has for each and every one of us. But I wonder, do we ever forget how powerful the Holy Eucharist really truly is? I was talking with a friend of mine a couple of days ago as I was kind of thinking about what I would say in this homily, and he shared with me on this subject of the power of the Holy Eucharist what a priest once told him. And he said, sometimes I wonder if we believe more in the power of Tylenol than we do in the power of the Holy Eucharist. Now think about how crazy that is for just a moment. When we have a headache or some sort of other ache, and when we pop a few Tylenol extra strength, don't we just sort of assume that it's going to actually take effect? That it's actually going to do its job? That this medicine will help the pain go away. But what about the Holy Eucharist? Do we come to this most holy sacrament with that same level of belief, that same level, even more, trust in the power that we are receiving into our bodies? St. Ignatius of Antioch referred to the Eucharist as the medicine of immortality. St. Thomas Aquinas said that no other sacrament has greater healing power. Through it, sins are purged away. Virtues are increased, and the soul is enriched with an abundance of every spiritual gift. Now, I don't have to tell you, but those things are way better than anything that Tylenol could do to us. And yet, how easily we overlook or even dismiss the power of the Most Holy Eucharist in our lives. But then again, it is easy to overlook it, isn't it? The Eucharist still looks 
like ordinary bread and wine even after that miracle of consecration. Transubstantiation does not seem to change anything at all. There is no thunder and lightning like at Mount Sinai when Moses came face to face with the living God and received the law and then came back down and splashed the blood of the covenant on the people. There's no smoke and fire, except maybe the little puffs of smoke that come from our thurible. There's no booming voice from heaven, except what we can artificially produce with this microphone. When I come down off this altar to offer you the body and blood of our Lord, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, my face doesn't shine like it did when Moses came to the people. He had to put a veil over his face or else they would have been freaked out. What I'm getting at with all of this is that it's not easy to believe in the power of the Eucharist, especially today when skepticism is the immediate reaction that we have to just about everything. People today scoff at just about any claim that is not demonstrably and unassailably obvious to our five senses. We laugh at anything that is not the fruit of scientific research. In the Holy Eucharist, we have to come to grips with the fact that something unthinkable has happened. The omnipotent God, the all-powerful God, the Son of God, the Word made flesh, has somehow managed to hide himself in almost a complete obscurity. God is here among us, but he's silent, as silent as bread. In a homily, Monsignor Ronald Knox once said that Christ lives there in the tabernacle, very quietly. A prince in incognito, he says. And then he goes on to say, oh, we we try to make the best of it with gold and marble and precious silk. But our Lord has chosen simple things, common things to be the hiding place of his majesty. In other words, the Holy Eucharist looks totally powerless. And maybe that frustrates you. Jesus in the tabernacle is so silent and still, we might say. All I see is a closed door. Nothing seems to happen. The Mass is so repetitive, Father. I get so tired of the same thing, the same songs, the same prayers, over and over and over, every week. I can't even see the monstrance, Father. That guy's head is in the way. I don't feel anything when I come and receive Holy Communion. And then I go and leave the church, and I still sin. I still fall away from God. I don't love like Jesus has asked me to love. And so we wonder, how can the Eucharist really be so strong, so powerful? How can this really be God? Good. Ask those questions. Because if we're honest... 
How many of us, if we suddenly had unlimited divine power, would actually choose to wield that power in such a simple and seemingly powerless way as the Blessed Sacrament? It's almost laughable. None of us would do that. But isn't that the mystery of the Incarnation? Isn't that the mystery of the cross? Because Jesus had unlimited divine power. And yet, as the scriptures tell us, he did not count equality with God something to be grasped. Rather, he emptied himself and taking the form of a slave, coming in human likeness and found human in appearance. He humbled himself, becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Unlimited power, emptied. Unlimited power, wasted. Unlimited power, laid aside freely. And it was all out of love for you. That incredible scene from the movie The Mission, I don't know if you remember that movie, uh, but a scene comes to mind from that, where the priest missionary, who was played by Jeremy Irons so well, he's walking calmly into a barrage of bullets and bombs, and things are blowing up all around him. And what was he carrying but the monstrance? with the Blessed Sacrament exposed there. That is the power of the Holy Eucharist. Our reading from the letter to the Hebrews says, For if the blood of goats and bulls can sanctify us, how much more will the blood of Christ cleanse our consciences? Why? So that we can worship God. How much more powerful is the blood of Jesus? that has been poured out on the cross for us. That's why we celebrate the Feast of Corpus Christi. Our conviction as Catholics is that Jesus really is alive in the Eucharist. And that is a bold and defiant faith. It is a belief that taunts death. And it boasts not in our own power, but in the power of our sovereign God, Now more than ever, we as Catholics need to ask the Lord for a rock-solid, supernatural faith in the unstoppable power of the Most Holy Eucharist. We need to humbly ask the Holy Spirit to come down upon us so that we might have soft hearts, so that we may have greater receptivity, so that when we do receive Holy Communion, It transforms us. It changes us down to the bottom of our souls. The world is becoming more and more hostile to our faith. The family is under attack. Human dignity is being thrown out the window. The culture of death is dominating when a poor high school graduate gets up in front of a giant crowd and throws out her commencement speech in favor of defending the so-called right of ending a child's heartbeat? Really? Something has gone gravely wrong 
Children are being indoctrinated with bizarre philosophies about who they are and what the meaning of life is. The path ahead is hard to see, and the future is scary. And yet, in just a moment, you'll hear Jesus himself say those words that he said at the Last Supper. This is my body. This is my blood. And that is the most powerful thing in the world.